The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is writer Sarah Wood. We love Sarah. There's so much to talk about. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up Podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back to the show, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. As I told you off mic, I had a very bad night. I talked a little tiny bit about this on my Patrons Only show. But I did not sleep, so I am brain dead today, practically. And um, I doubt we're going to have the normal 40 minutes to an hour show. I mean, we might go up to 40, but we'll see what happens. I'm just going to go with however long it is. Oh, my God, there's a lot of shit to talk about, though. But the first thing, <laughs> I, <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about – oh, you know, I just have to say this, too. It's irritating because my um, headphones – It's I'm only hearing on one side, so I don't know what's going on, and it's, like, worrying me. I think everything's going to be fine, and I think it's just my headphones, but it's kind of, aside from me being so tired, it's kind of disorienting to only have the, the you know, sound coming in from one side. So there is that. Okay. Now, I just want to say, and I saw that you posted, or at least Vote Vets posted, which I'm yeah. assuming is you, uh, that it's 13 years ago today the ACA was born, and I just want to take a minute to talk about this because it's – it's so wonderful. I'm so grateful that we have it. And I mean, there's a woman named Laura Packard. She is one of the podcasters on the MSW platform. She had cancer and mm -hmm. the ACA saved her life. And so I think it's just, you know, and you, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about what you posted because of, of course it affects veterans. Oh, for sure. Um, by the way, Laura is lovely. Yeah. And if anyone wants to listen to a lovely person, I yeah. check out Laura. Um, but yeah, what I posted basically was I've, I've been trying to get this up a lot this week because of the anniversary, but um, that the Affordable Care Act really delivered for veterans. Yeah. Um, I would say like in the first two years, mm -hmm. um, nearly half a million veterans gained coverage. Wow. Um, so it's just, it's, it's important. It's important for um all Americans, but I mean, people who serve this country. Yeah. Um, so any Republican that wants to take it away, right. <laughs> I mean, we'd be taking it away from those who served our country, and that's exactly. really fucked up. <laughs> yes, it is, and they just don't seem to care that they're such. I mean, it's, aside from them being complete hypocrites and acting like they love the soldier so much, um, you know, they're just horrible. They're horrible. So uh, we know this, though. 
And they just keep proving it. <laughs> it's like every day. I think they're I feel like, like they try to outdo one another. Yes. How horrible they are. Yeah. <laughs> Each day it's like, how can we be more horrible than we were yesterday? And I think they like find it every day. They succeed every day. Oh my God. All right. So now it's 2 p.m. in Washington, D.C. Initially, I had written, you know, the question or not or whatever Will Donald be indicted today or tomorrow? But I did see that. Let me find it here. Um, the Business Insider is saying grand jurors in the Manhattan Trump investigation aren't expected to tape, take it up again until next week. Uh, there will be no grand jury testimony, deliberations, or vote in the Trump hush money case in Manhattan for the remainder of this week. So they're assuming that Monday could be the earliest that he's indicted. Um, yeah. My question for you is, uh, you know, a couple things, because we've got other indictments, but like there's this one. Let's just focus on this one for a minute. What do you think as far as uh, the public reaction, what do you think it's going to be? Because he's going to be indicted for this, and out of all the things that he's going to be indicted for, this is probably like the least amount of crime, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's the hush money payment. Yeah. It's not like obstructing justice or, you know, any of the other stuff we'll get into in a minute. But, I mean, what do you think the public reaction is going to be on both sides? Well, when you think about like crime, Al Capone went, went had was a major criminal, but then went down for like taxes. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the public, I mean, I would rather have him go down for something larger, but I would just have him go down. Period. <laughs> um, I don't care how. Um, I think liberals, of course, are going to progressives are going to be like, finally, there seems to be some sort of justice. Mm -hmm. And then his base is going to think that it's a political stunt and that they're coming after him, even though it, they all probably know to themselves it's a lie, the, the smart ones, and then the, the stupid ones are, um, are going to probably get – they might get violent. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. I mean, uh, Mueller, she wrote, had said – she tweeted something like, this, is, this was a trial balloon when he said, on Tuesday I'm going to be arrested, and he wanted to see – you know, I guess he mentioned protests, but he wanted to see who was going to come out. And like, nobody came out. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But I want to say this, because I'm going to read this mini thread from Jared Yates Sexton. And he said, for everyone talking about how Trump's calls for protest haven't yielded big crowds yet. Remember, it doesn't take mass events with thousands. For years now, Trump worshipping acolytes have sent bombs, attacked people, attempted to storm federal buildings. And of course, I'm adding, they uh, tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. I think he's right. Like I expect, and I said this before, I don't think we're going to see insurrection. Um, and, and I don't know if it's going to happen for this particular indictment, but we're not going to see, you know, an insurrection again. But I do think we're going to see sporadic violence throughout the country, whether it's groups of people like the Proud Boys or, or, or like them, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if they'll actually do it considering they're in big fat trouble now but uh we're seeing individuals taking it upon themselves and that's what's scary because i think these people I, I mean they're clearly cut with reality you know like they're not living in reality and i don't know why they think they can get away with this shit but i will say this kind of kind of contradictory but of what i just said but i'm hoping i guess that maybe they saw what happened to these insurrectionists and that many of these people went to jail. Regardless if they called them, you know, the right is calling them political prisoners, these people are still in jail. So I just, you know, and maybe some of these people would think, well, if I get arrested and I go to jail and Trump becomes president again, I'll get a pardon. I don't know. Are they thinking? I mean, like, but I think that's what's going to happen. 
I think we're going to just see sporadic things. And uh, do you think that the arrests and convictions of, of the folks who participated in the insurrection are going to keep people from being violent? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. I just, I don't, these, they're a very unpredictable crowd and they think that they're yeah. doing it for all the right reasons. Right. Like they don't think that they're, they think that justice system is wrong. Mm-hmm. So they think, yeah, they don't, I don't, I don't think there is some sort of moral standard for them to like be dissuade. I mean, some of them maybe, but others, I don't think, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Wow. And that's pretty, and I agree with you. Um, I absolutely agree with you. And then I just have to throw this in there. I said it on Tuesday's show, but this is something that we're not really talking about. But I have a friend who sent me a DM and this friend said, I have a friend who works at SDNY, Southern District of New York. And that that person sent me a cryptic message of prepare to celebrate. So I told, uh, you know, I, this was last Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. I told that to Bob and Bob's like, well, what's going on with SDNY? And I'm like, I don't really know. And there was a, at that point really nothing. Um, the following day, though, there a story broke that Trump is laundering Russian money through Truth Social. And that is being looked at by SDNY. So I just have to throw that out there because I don't know. I mean, many times we are fooled or we are made to hope when there's no hope because people say, I have a source and the source said this, or we find out that it was all bullshit. But I thought that was kind of interesting because it came out the the day before and neither, you know, Bob and Bob and I didn't know of anything for SDNY. And then all of a sudden this comes out. So that's interesting. Now, what I want to get into is these other indictments that are, are going to be coming down. I mean, do you think, because this one is, like I said, it's probably the least of his crimes. It's not probably. It is the least of his crimes. And, you know, maybe he could get indicted for something bigger. And do you think that, because right now the right is kind of going, oh, well, it's just a private matter, of you know hush money and this is a private citizen doing private things blah 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 so they're trying to diminish it that way but then when it comes to either laundering russian money or obstructing justice or having your lawyers fucking lie about what you've done under oath these things are much bigger and i think that the mega crowd and the mega supporters would understand oh wait a minute this has way more weight and if there is a conviction on something like this, it would probably be heftier. So do you think that that would be, I don't know, do you think there would be a difference in the way that the public were to react if, you know, if and when these charges come up? I think it's, I honestly think it's all about the same because like, people hmm. just want to see him <laughs> receive some sort of justice somehow Yeah. because he's, he just, like, he, nothing sticks to him. Um, I think the case, what is it, the one that's... Um, is it in D.C.? There's like a D.C. circuit judge or something, and then it was all the, had to do with like the Mar-a-Lago stuff, um, like the papers or whatever. They've been like rushing that along mm-hmm. too for some reason. So, um, and I was hearing through the grapevine maybe it's a matter of like national security. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would I just want him to get like locked up or kept as far away from the presidency forever. Just. Yeah. Just, like stay away like even if like 
I would even be like, okay, let's put him on an island. It can even be a nice island with a nice house. And just be like, just stay there for the rest of your life. And no so, internet. Yeah. No internet. Um, yeah. Okay, well, then this brings me to, uh, we all have no idea what's going to happen, right? So providing he's found guilty for one or more of these crimes, um, and either doesn't go to prison or gets generous house arrest. You know, it's, to me, that's generous. House arrest at Mar-a-Lago or something like that. It's going to be disappointing for many because, of course, we all want to see him being treated like any other criminal would be treated, especially somebody who incited an insurrection, somebody who did so much damage to this country, and it will be echoing for decades. It, it's going to be around for a long time because of him. But, like, how – okay, so let's say there is accountability – Let's say he's found guilty and, you know, then the judge is going to decide on the sentence and maybe the sentence isn't satisfying to the people who want to see him rot in jail. How, like, how do you think we can move on as a country? Because it is it's, it's justice served to a degree, but not really because, you know, a black man who has a joint is goes to jail for life. Donald Trump who is a wealthy white man who was a former president, you know, incites an insurrection and gets a slap on the wrist. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be okay with the fact that he may not get it, but do you think as a country, like get the punishment we all think he deserves? Do you think that we're going to be able to move on if, if that punishment, it won't fit the crime, but yeah, you know, I mean, how, how does that work for us? I don't think that he's going to get punished the way we want him to get punished. Yeah. Um, my literally like my, I just don't want him to be in charge of anything ever again. Like mm -hmm. that is, if, if there's any sort of justice, like that would be it. If that's like the least we can get out, mm -hmm. people will be angry because people want justice. Mm -hmm. People want, people know how many people he's hurt and, and, and all the damage he's done to our national dialogue, mm -hmm. to our families, to our friendships. Um, just being so divisive and then granted these people can think for themselves, but sometimes you're like, can they? Um, I, I think people want, I, I do think people will be upset. Yeah. And I, but I do think that I do think we'll be able to move on past it, especially in like the coming decade or so. Like, I don't, th I don't, I mean, he's, I don't sound awful, but he's, he's old. Like yeah. he's not going to live forever. No, like, I mean, I saw, yeah, I saw somebody say something like his dad lived to be 85. And so they're taking that as like, okay, that's probably what he's got going now. I mean, obviously nobody can predict when any of us are going to be leaving no. this earth. We don't and know. And I'm not wishing anything harm upon him. Right. That's not what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying that he is like 76 years old yeah. and like both my grandparents all my grandparents what's up for my one grandmother we're all dead by now yeah so oh, wow yeah. well my my one grandmother lived to 92 uh my other grandma lived to 81 my grandfathers were both younger but um yeah i mean he doesn't smoke but he eats his diet is absolutely horrible um who knows who knows how long he has to go but i mean he's you know what? One thing that Bob, my boyfriend, Bob Saska, always talks about, and I think it's really important that we stress this, because as we're both saying, we're probably not going to see the kind of justice we want to see, but I think it's really important to recognize right now he's freaking out. And I, I saw somebody on Twitter say, oh, is he really, though, because he's a narcissist? Yes, narcissists understand what's going on. 
they, they, they're probably better than other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they, he knows he understands. And, and granted he's got that history of getting away with shit. So maybe there's a little bit of that in play thinking, okay, well, I've gotten away with it, but he also knows that Capone went to jail. It's Capone, right? I, my, it's like my, fucking yeah, brain is fading yeah yeah al capone so um went to jail for for the tax stuff and he understands that occasionally these people like him do have to pay for their crimes and you know i know we and and i'm i'm imagining that he's wishing he never fucking ran for president ever because he would just be getting away with his crimes and nobody would oh, be yeah. bothering him. Absolutely. No one would care. He'd just be like another old white rich man that gets away with everything. Mm-hmm. But nobody would, there would be no magnifying glass on him. No one would give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> God. So, you know, he's really upset. And here's how upset he is. I don't know if you saw, this is fucking horrible. And I, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't spend too much time talking about Trump. We, we have to talk about the cancer because he is the cancer, but, um, or at least part of the malignant cancer. But I don't spend most of my time talking about him. And then A.G. from Mueller, she wrote, tweeted out. The first one was like, I usually don't like to share what he says, but. So she took, it was a truth social rant where he referred to Alvin Bragg as an animal. And which is dehumanizing him. And we all know that's a dog whistle. It's it's what they do. It's what the racists do. And then on top of it, he fucking posts another photo, uh, uh, another post on True Social, where it was a side-by-side. There's a picture of Bragg, and it almost appears like Trump is behind him holding up a baseball bat. And it's like, God. So, I mean, talk about he is absolutely trying to incite violence. He's incited specifically on him, like on Alvin Bragg. Yeah, that's... He's like basically like this is what this is what I need you to do, and he wants his like hitmen yes. to go out there and do it. His toadies, I mean, he's like any other mafia boss, mm-hmm. you know. Have everybody else do your dirty work. Ugh, it's so upsetting. I mean, it's uh it, it it gets to the point where I, you don't even know what to say. How many times? How many conversations? How many words have we spent on this person who is so horrible? And it's the same thing every time. He's just so awful. He's dangerous. He's violent and. I mean, I think the only way we're ever going to get rid of him is when he finally just fucking exits this earth. And again, I'm not wishing it or suggesting it. One day he will die. We all die. And even when he dies, we're still going to have to deal with the repercussions of what he did. Because the Republican Party has taken its cues from Donald Trump. I mean, it's all the quiet stuff is out loud now because of him. He didn't change the Republican Party's ideology so much. He just, like you just said, he put a magnifying glass up to it and said, hey, it's okay to be this way. You know, go go fly your racist flags. Go fly your bigot flags because that's what we're saying that's okay now. And, and they're doing it. And it's, it's just fucking terrible. And, oh, my God, it's, it's so... I, All the anti-gay just, stuff too right now, and anti-drag queen, yes. and anti-trans. Yes. And it's just like that's their new hot topic that they're going to bring through 2024 election. And yeah. like watching DeSantis in Florida, like want to expand all that crap to like high school. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do you even? He actually scares me because he's actually getting shit done and mm-hmm. signed, and yeah. it's like scary. That is scary. <laughs> Although we do know that Disney is fighting back. So um... I love Disney so hard. <laughs> 
You know, it's funny. My mom has never liked Disney, and she posted. She's like, okay, I've never liked Disney, but I think they've changed my mind now. So for all of you who don't know, um, they're just having, like, the biggest LGBTQ plus parade ever, right? Isn't that what isn't that what? It well, is? Well, yeah. And, I mean, if you go to any parade at Disney, like, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and you go to this the regular parade, and you've got Peter Pan on a float with a rainbow, Hmm. and it's just it's it's very very gay mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of disney is gay whenever you see donald duck and daisy together <laughs> and, and minnie mouse you know that they're being played by two small women yeah so it's like <laughs> <laughs> there are gay days when i used to be a, a passport holder at disneyland like they have gay days and i'm sure they have them in disney world too and it's just like they've never so what's gay day disney, what's gay, gay day? days like, it was like where they welcome in um like more like LGBT community, like we would all go and like we wear red and like basically be like like one big happy family. And I always felt bad for like the random family that planned their their vacation from the Midwest for that one week. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh no, that's funny. <laughs> and they what had I no idea. <laughs> I know. Oh. I didn't really. Feel, it was. It's, yeah, but. But they're they've always been incredibly gay friendly. They hire they have a lot of gay cast members and um so for Florida, I love that they're just right. they're like, No, we're not gonna we're not gonna take your bigoted laws or your and, and take them like lying down. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, okay. One of the things I wanna ask you is let's see here. Um, I'm looking at my notes, that's why I'm taking a minute, but I kind of ask this to everybody, but it's it's kind of specifically a little bit more geared toward you. Just because, okay, we're seeing what the right is doing. It's awful, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they were focusing on CRT before. Now they're focusing on woke. They're focusing on trans people. Um, they're taking rights away from women. It's extremism all over the place. Occasionally we see some judge making a good decision, but overall we're we're just seeing a lot of damage all over the country. Now it's easy for me, I guess, to say... It's easy for me because I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm going to be 55. So some of these laws that are going to be incredibly, I mean, some of them could be fatal, but damaging for women specifically because of reproductive rights and trans people, um, they don't necessarily affect me personally. But they're going, and so that's why I say it might sound easy for me to say, but it's like the idea of when they struck Roe down, I thought, I don't want them to do this, but I know if they do this, they're going to wake up sleepy or sleeping potential voters. And and it did. It so did. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm wondering, I mean, you're a gay woman. So being yeah. a gay woman in this it's like a double whammy because you got gay and a woman working against you because of the Republican Party. And I'm just wondering, like I you know, we we know that they're gonna continue with the extremism they're not getting the message and how how do you feel in this we've talked about this before but i just want to keep the gauge up like how do you feel just going out do you feel increasingly more threatened every day what's it like for you i don't particularly feel like personally threatened although i did become a gun owner in the past two years with maga and that that is and i will openly say that that is the reason because i don't trust them i am a responsible gun owner and they are locked up and and i am properly trained and permitted Mm -hmm. regardless um so maybe i don't feel personally safe but i i would just say like 
I grew up a lot, like gay was never okay. Mm -hmm. And then like, we went through this like whole period where like we were gaining gay marriage and we were fighting hard and we were in the streets and we did it and then we got it. And then for like a few years, we act, I like, I, I personally was like, holy shit. Like, I know a lot of people are uncomfortable, but it's a settled law. And like, we can just like coexist and just people just bite their lip if they don't like gay people. Mm -hmm. And we can just like, I don't like a lot of stuff Republicans do, but I'm like, whatever, live your life as long as you don't bother me. But now I'm like, I feel like it's all just coming up again. And I think of this, like they're igniting this younger generation that didn't necessarily put up with the bigotry that I had already, and like a lot of that came before me had mm -hmm. gone through in like the nineties and, and before that, obviously. And then two thousands wasn't, wasn't pretty. Like I would never walk down the street holding my girlfriend's hand, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I didn't feel safe. And I feel like we're getting some of that coming back around again, where mm -hmm. say you're in an area where, Florida, for for instance, or in Tennessee, or in one of these states where they're writing laws, like if you hold your partner's hand, you might actually feel unsafe again. And maybe I'm coming also from a very personal place of privilege where I've always lived in very liberal areas. So some of this might have never gone away for a lot of people yeah. living in those other areas. So, wow. but I'm feeling like it's like it's bleeding back out into here like i like i i live in connecticut i won't i'm not about to walk down the street holding my wife's hand i'm not yeah. going to do it you just never know yeah because i think republicans and right-wing pundits are giving a permission slip to be horrible mm -hmm. and it's just yeah. yeah i mean i was the other day i was at the grocery store and i was right by the um like the customer service area where they sell Actually, I should say I was by the area where they sell the plants and the flowers, so they have all the balloons. And I was right by it. I couldn't see them, but a, a balloon popped. And, I mean, I, I almost immediately recognized it was a balloon. And, and, and because of where I was, I knew I was near that area. But for like a split second, and I mean a yeah. split second, it was like I, I wondered if it was a gunshot. And, yeah, of course. And, yeah, that's a, it's a very similar popping mm -hmm. sound. Absolutely. Yeah, and so it was like I mean everybody in this. I mean, you know what's funny is I've also smelled pot in that store, and I'm like, who's fucking? And it was so funny because there was this <laughs> woman with her kid, and she was walking by, and she could smell it, and she's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I looked at her, I started laughing. I'm like, who the hell's smoking pot in the grocery store? That was really funny. But anyway, uh, yeah, the the popped balloon was very upsetting because it was like, oh my god, I I feel like I lost out like oh this was only a balloon and you just yeah. don't know I mean that's for me I don't feel like when I'm walking down the street I'm going to be accosted I don't feel like people are going to run out although it could happen because you know we we see the videos all the time I because I'm a white woman and also just because I'm tall and I'm large six foot yeah. tall with big bones most of the time people leave me alone Same. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think that helps us you know our stature helps us plus you've got dogs which makes it even easier oh for you. <laughs> my dogs are my first line of defense we got a big we got like an aggressive knock on our door like a week like two weeks ago and the dogs just like we're like well there's our line of defense right there wow and then the dogs just went crazy um, why were they knocking aggressively i don't know i think it was like a, like a saint patrick's day celebration or something like that and it was like like hooligans like running up and down the street being little ding dong oh, ditchers but we didn't know right and it was like I, I literally go around the house like from every window like looking with my flashlight i was like oh. i was like i don't even have my gun and i'm like what am i gonna do shoot somebody i'm not gonna shoot like i don't know what i was thinking but like your your adrenaline starts going 
Oh my god, that would be terrible. That's what's scary about guns is like yeah. when you're in that moment of panic, you're like, you don't know what you're gonna do. So you wanna have the proper training. You only want the right people with a level head to yeah. own guns. Like permitless carry states, that's asking for trouble. You're gonna have people say you have a good guy with a gun and a bad guy with a gun to use their language, walk mm-hmm. into a grocery store with like an AR fifteen strapped to their back. Mm-hmm. You don't know which one's good and which one's bad. Yeah, you don't, exactly. Yeah. How do we know? And that's the whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. This just brings me. Did you see Nick Fuentes? Fuentes or whatever. God, that fucking guy. He was saying how women want to be raped and assaulted. Did you see that? I did not. Oh, my God. And that sounds, that's, <laughs> sounds delightful. Jesus. <laughs> well, see, I mean, I look at that. You know, I said something to Bob about that. And Bob goes, oh, he's just being, and I don't remember what he said. And whatever Bob was saying, oh, he's just being, he was correct. Whatever point Bob made, he was correct. I said, but, but as a woman, this is so threatening to me. Like yeah. you're, you're this six foot four muscular dude who has no, there's, you know, I mean, of course he could be a victim of violence in his life, but I mean, uh, if people leave me alone, they really leave him alone. And he doesn't even think like that because he doesn't have to. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I mean, it's again, this is not like, Oh, I'm walking out to the, you know, store, taking a little walk, whatever. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, they're coming for me. I don't think that, but it's like when, when somebody like that publicly just says this kind of shit, it, it's making it okay. And then as a woman, I feel in a more general sense, I feel more threatened than ever. You know, and it's absolutely. like, yeah, I, no, absolutely. It's terrifying. And, and, and I mean, again, it's not like the kind of terrifying where you're something immediate and urgent is happening. It's just this underlying feeling of like, okay, I have grown up with all the emails telling me how I need to be safe and, and look in the backseat of my car before I get in at night and carry keys between my fingers and you know doing all the things it's all my responsibility to keep myself safe because you never know who the scary men are and they're out there everywhere but um this is just kind of making it even worse it's making it you know i mean i feel the thoughts some of the thoughts that i have especially since trump was president i mean i'm not even going to get into the thoughts because i don't want to put it out there for people to hear but like certain paranoid thoughts that i have about being alone maybe at night or something like that it's it's worse it's worse than it used to be and okay again i'm not living my life in fear and it's not stopping me from doing things but it's those thoughts that come in about what could happen based on the bullshit violent rhetoric that we're hearing and i don't know it's just it's really it's really sad and i hope i hope I hope we can figure a way through this. Like, I know, okay, I'm going to say something that I know a lot of people are just going to roll their eyes. And that's fine. Go ahead and roll your eyes. But I don't really follow astrology, but I know that there, it's supposed to be a change now. Like, I think something having to do with Aquarius and it's supposed to be changing. And so, okay, maybe that's all just a bunch of bullshit. But we have seen times, regardless of astrology or not, we have seen times, just like when Trump came in the picture, things got worse. So we've seen times in our history where things are worse and then things get better. And, you know, maybe there's an energy that takes hold. There was certainly an energy that took hold when Trump became the nominee and even before the nominee. You know, it was something that was happening and, and people were feeling it and it was, 
you know, people were feeling heard. These haters were feeling heard and all this stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe now that we've hopefully we'll see some indictments, we'll see some convictions. Um, I'm hoping as you are that 24 goes well for Democrats, but I mean, I don't know. Like, is there any, is there any innate sense in you that things are going to change for the better? Are you optimistic or are you just kind of going, I don't know where this is going. So I'm going to hold on for dear life and just hope everything works out. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I, I, I honestly am optimistic. I think I, I don't know about Congress. I think we'll hold the white house. Um, I think, <laughs> I think certain people need to get their act together mm-hmm. um, and, and, and change their messaging and be a little bit more aggressive and a little more harsh yeah. and not trying to be so like sugary sweet and be like, we're the party of like whatever. And just like, okay, there's enough of that, but that was like, we're in the fight for our lives right now yeah, and we need to fight back. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess I hope that some of this extreme shit is going to continue to wake people up. I mean, we know Gen Z is awake, <laughs> and we know that they're like, wait a minute, we're going to vote now. Oh, and yeah, they th- really are. I don't think people are giving them enough credit. Like, they're like, they get treated like like just like little TikTokers, and they're like, they, they, they're the gun violence generation. They grew up yeah. their entire lives needed to learn how like, do these, like, shoot, shooter drills and all that. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't. I mean, I went to, I graduated high school in the late nineties. I never had a shooter drill. We're talking about kids that were born around the time I graduated high school. So it's like, cause that was when Columbine happened. Yeah. And then, then they started doing all of that. Um, these kids, these kids are ready to fight. You see, what's his face? What's his last name? Is it Frost? And I think, is that his last name? I, I forget. Know. He's a young kid from, I hate calling me young kid. He's a congressman now <laughs> um, from Florida. And then like, um, they're 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 chomping at the bit to get like get in the fight and, and they are <laughs> and, and I'm 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 so proud of them I'm like do it do yeah. it <laughs> yeah well I mean I, unfortunately as you know I I'm always gonna say yes Democrats need to feel like we have something to hope for but we also when we had all kinds of shit to hope for when Obama was president but we stayed home and we did not give him a blue Congress and so I mean first we lost uh, in in twenty was it 2010 and then we lost again in 2014 so um that's on us and i you know it's because we got comfortable obama made us feel comfortable he did he made us feel safe yeah i i felt safe with him in the white house Mm -hmm. i did me too yeah i I was able to get married under like like we got health care under him you know like we were starting to bring our troops home like we, we actually felt like we were being seen and heard yeah, and then the Affordable Care Act, we got that. Yeah, and, um, and, so, the, and then all this, like, it was what they call it, blacklash. Basically, like, oh, white, right, like yeah. white supremacy America was basically like, fuck you, we're going to put in the worst human possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Um, but, but the thing is, is we were lulled into a false sense of security because we had Obama. And so many people only focus on who's in the White House. And so I think I think Gen Z understands that it's not just about the president, you know, because the president can do, do a lot, but it can't do it. But the president can't do everything. And so Congress is a big has a big role to play. The Senate, all of it. It's I mean, it's it's so important. And it's really like you said, it's really great to see them 
not only like waking up to poly- I mean, it's sad though because the reasons they're doing it is because they're motivated by fear. It's just you know, it's like it's it's interesting. So m- fear is is a great motivator. Republicans use it in a as a weapon, and I think Democrats should use it. I mean, this is what ba- Rachel Bittercoffer says, and I absolutely agree. With Rachel, this. yeah, yeah. It's like you use the fear to motivate. You use the fear of the threat that the Republicans are causing. And, you know, or just the reality of what they've actually done. Like killing Roe was so bad. And now we're seeing in, in, I believe it's in Texas, that there are doctors just walking out because they don't, they don't even want to deal with a fucking pregnant person. It's too scary. If there's some complication and the woman's life is at risk, well, you know, if we save you, we could go to jail. So, and they don't know what to do, so they're leaving. And then I, and what is it? There's another, um, I think it's Idaho. In Idaho, Idaho there's a yeah. hospital that's going to stop delivering babies. And doctors are fleeing the state. So we're going to see this in red states a lot. We're going to see all these red state doctors freaking out, thinking, if I even do my job, I'm going to go to jail. And so yep. Gen Z sees this. And they're experiencing it because, again, I'm not ever going to go to the hospital because I'm pregnant. <laughs> that um, ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't have to worry about that. But Gen Z does. And, and then on top of it, and I don't even know. Do you know I, I, I've seen the Abortion Access Front, which is the Liz Winstead. They do Feminist Buzzkills uh, podcast. But they're talking about, and I, don't, I can't say it, so maybe you can say it, that it's that medication the abortion medication it's the one that starts with an oh, M. oh i can't say it either but i know what you're talking about <laughs> it's like something it's yes i don't know like minestroning i don't know what, <laughs> what is <that>? bob <laughs> seska knows it because he when, when i couldn't remember it the other day he knew it melissaprone uh, or something like that but uh yeah i mean that that could go away not only for uh it's, it's a, isn't it the Texas judge? I think it's the Texas judge who's going to vote on that, if I'm not mistaken. And it's and, and this Texas judge was put in by Trump and McConnell. And, of course, he's horrible. And he's the one who's going to be deciding. Now, I, I don't even know. I, I saw them talking about it last week. I can't fucking keep up with all of it. And I don't even know if there's been a decision. But, I mean, we've seen a few good decisions as far as what the courts are saying. Uh, regarding abortion but overall it's really 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 bad and again gen z is going through this and it makes me sad that gen z is uh, you know that they have this fight it, it was not anything they did and now they no, have the, to fight the kids are gonna save us they're honest i honestly believe that yeah kids and they're gonna save us they got us the 20 they they held the senate mm-hmm. um they almost held the house of mm-hmm. first like the way new york state redistrict um like they're they're in this fight like i work with a lot of them on messaging like every week and they are very passionate they have a lot to say and they're and their knowledge of newer platforms because i work in social media mm-hmm. i listen to them because i'm like you know what you're doing <laughs> like we have to listen to them and be like you're getting across um to people that most most of this generation aren't getting across to aren't, aren't you doing a lot of uh tiktok stuff I've been trying, I've been dabbling with TikTok. Um, I, I would love to do more, but I don't have, I, 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 I've been doing like, what do you call it? Like, like tweet videos and stuff like that. Gotcha. Just basically okay. trying to get content up and it actually, they actually do pretty well. 
They well, do really well with reels on Instagram. Reels are how you reach people on Instagram. Like, oh, really? If you can figure out how to like put an image on a moving thing and make it a reel, like you're going to reach a lot more people. Oh my God. You're going to totally have, here are the two social media manners, managers sharing information. So we won't bore you too much, but I will be talking to you about reels <laughs> later off mic <laughs> so, because I need to learn how to do that too. Um, yeah, well, and, and I bring TikTok up, and I'm sure people are like, oh, no, TikTok, but whatever. When you're a social media manager, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, Here's the deal with, I want to talk about real quick, mm -hmm. my deal on TikTok. There is not one app on your phone that does not take your data or exactly. your location, basically. So it's like they're, they're going after TikTok, and maybe it's because, is it because of the government money from China? Is that what it is? But they're, but let's just say it, put it this way. Like, if it's about data and what people are seeing, right. I mean, that's every single app mm -hmm. on your phone. Mm -hmm. So let's not make it about that. Let's not lie. Well, I also think I just saw a story today about how something about how they're using it to spy on Americans, but I don't even know what that means. But uh, you're exactly right. No matter what site you're on, if, if there's an app, it's going to it's gonna take your data. So, I mean, that's just every where app. You are. That's what you have location services. Yeah. So unless you want to just go completely off the grid, people mm -hmm. are going to know where you are, like to some extent. <laughs> well, and I've it's, always... cre it's creepy, so you just got to put it to the back of your head and, yeah. and, and pretend it doesn't exist. Well, and there's, I mean, there's so much out there and it's like you, I've always felt like I don't care about putting my, you know, obviously all of our pictures are all over social media now. It's all over the fucking place. I remember there used to be a scare about like, don't put your, your pictures on the computer. <laughs> Hello, and <laughs> on the computer <laughs> <laughs> or online or whatever. And it's like now they're just everywhere. So I don't know. I mean, give me a break. They're going to follow me. I, I, I'm public about what I do. If I, I don't like the idea of my smartphone being used to spy on me because, you know, they're going through and, and tapping or something like that. But just the normal stuff. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm all good with it because you got to be if you're going to be on social media. That's and most of it's in your permissions. Like you've given them permission. Yeah. So it's like, at that point, whose fault is it? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with a zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com/ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. All right, before we go, I just, I like to ask you this a lot. What are you, what are you doing for fun these days to keep, is it the same as usual? Like, do you do the same stuff or like, what are you doing for fun? Are you watching anything good? Any new shows? I need I need another new show. I feel like I just keep watching. I'm I'm one of those people that will religiously watch the same show over Me and too. over and over, and I have like five that I rotate. Mm -hmm. um, Me too. I, they're pretty <laughs> lame, so I'm not going to get into that. Or, <laughs> as far as other fun things, um, I've been teaching myself like um, more. P like I I I play piano and I've done that, but I'm mm. teaching my. I kind of got rusty on it, so now I'm learning some new songs, and that's that's where that's I awesome. like if I need like. 10 minutes to clear my head from the world of politics i go and sit down at the piano oh that's nice that would be very soothing tinker around yeah right now i'm learning the scientist by coldplay it's very white of me but it's nice <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny well have you started well are you watching ted lasso i haven't started the season yet i mean I'm, i've watched all of it but i haven't right. started the season yeah. yeah we just we started the season last week which i like it and then 
Oh my God, we're watching uh, The Last of Us. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I did watch. I've watched all of that. So I'm I'm I religiously watched that because I was afraid of getting any spoilers. So I yeah, I, I definitely kept up with that. <laughs> That's fucking insane. <laughs> I won't give any spoilers, so don't worry. But holy shit. That fucking show. show. And, you know, you think about it in terms of COVID and you think, wow, we were, we really lucked out. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it could have been so much worse. <laughs> but now apparently there's like a fungus spreading across the country. They're yes, like, there don't is. Worry, it's not like the last of us. I'm like, that's uh, probably what they said at the beginning of that. <laughs> I know. the story it's, it's not that bad <laughs> oh great now we have to worry about a new fungus there's so, a fungus, a fungus. <laughs> yes exactly <Yeah. laughs> oh my god that's so funny well i i'm not uh i'm still doing the same old same old but uh just like with you i love just watching shit over and and bob and i are kind of in this hole we we do have that show now the last of us so we're watching that I'm not, and, and we're also watching um, Ted Lasso, but normally we like to have something that makes us laugh. And, you know, we just finished, like, for the 759th time, we watched Sex in the City. And that was so oh, funny yeah. because last That's week. That's one of my five. Yes. Yep. Love it. <laughs> you know, did you see last week I had on Craig Bierko? He was Jazzman. Remember Jazzman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, he was so fucking funny. I just have to say, um, now, I didn't know this when I had him on the show, and Sex in the City didn't know this when they had him on the show, but they hired him to play somebody with ADD, and he really has ADD. And um, he, he actually spoke about it really well, like from the heart and eloquently, and I learned stuff from him, but it, he cracked me up because, like, I didn't, you know, I remember Bob was making fun of me. You know, I told him, I'm like, hey, Craig's going to be on the show. And so he, you know, we all, we just watched the jazz man. It was two of them. And so, you know, Bob likes to uh, do his interpretations of him and impressions of him, I should say. And, you know, ja Carrie loves a jazz man and all that stuff. And so he, he was kind of <laughs> saying, you know, like, oh, how did he do it? He just basically as if he had the ADD on the show with me. And so the funny thing is, is he does have ADD. And so I asked him a question uh, the first question and 40 minutes later I asked him the second question <laughs> and it was like it was like but it, he for 40 minutes he told an amazing story which was actually like five stories within a story but it was so much fun and it's like we just finished we just finished the whole sex in the city I mean we we didn't start from season one we started from season two because of the way that they would always do that you know like on camera like people looking talking oh, the, with the, the, camera. Fourth, the fourth wall crap. yeah we didn't yeah, like that, that yeah. yeah so the second show the second season wasn't as bad so we watched everything then we watched the movie don't like the second movie and then we watched nope. again and just like that and so it was so much fun even though all we ever do is criticize everybody on that show <laughs> Do Everyone. you see that they're bringing back Aiden? Do you see yes! the, the, the teasers? <laughs> yes. I'm dying. I've always been so mad at Carrie for not choosing Aiden. Like he was the perfect man. I would have gone with Aiden. Like, he was just <laughs> such a wonderful man. He was like tall and handsome and funny with a good career. And he was just like so sweet and so loyal. Mm -hmm. And then she just, oh. But you what know what? The, and I, and yeah. I don't know why it took me this long to figure it out. And I think I do because when I first started watching the show, I kind of identified 
I mean, of course, he, I, it never really identified with Charlotte, but whenever they, you know, when who are you on Sex and the City, and it's usually a combination of Carrie and someone else. So for me, it's Carrie and Miranda. And um, I, I guess when I was younger, I was focused on the things that I had in common. But now that I'm older and I'm looking, you know, I've seen it many times and I'm looking at it through a new lens and I realize that Ka Carrie is really just a very for the most part, shallow socialite. So it doesn't... Oh, yeah. No, like I always always say like I'm more of a combination of Miranda and Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Samantha is so fucking funny. But yeah, it's I mean... so funny and she just says it like it is and I love that shit. She does. And you know, but I mean, I remember when Carrie was trying to get um, a loan and she was talking about how much money she had and how much her rent was. And at the time, I mean, I didn't have a hundred pair of shoes that were $400 each, but I was in the exact same financial situation she was. And I just never looked at her that way. I, I saw her more as someone that I could identify with. Now I look and I go, Oh really? I don't identify with her at all outside of just certain dating experiences and stuff. But I think that's like, she went for big because she was that socialite. And if you think about who wrote it, I can't even remember her name. But um, the woman who wrote the series, I mean, that's that's what she was focusing on. It's like, and and I know people like this in real life. And interesting, that's just, a great perspective. Yeah, I never. And so it's like it, it totally changed when I when I started. She was a socialite without a lot of money, at least for the first several seasons. Um, she had money, but she didn't have lots of money. So she started obviously when she got her book. But if you look at her on and just like that, her clothes are so fucking. They make me angry like what she wears because it's like people don't dress like that it looks like runway clothes and it's so ridiculously privileged and expensive i just it just it, that sh that that season it got better toward the end but um oh my god they were pissing me off she, but i still fucking love she it. always had that one like side bag that was like a louis vuitton i think it was it was all like a fanny mm -hmm. pack but nicer and I, I i always look it up i looked it up one day i'm like i really like that bag and it was it's like something like seven thousand dollars wow like that and i'm like okay this is not real like this is not reality no. like if you're still a writer and you're like you're you're paying seven hundred dollars or something a month in rent you would not have that bag yeah. that would I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's just like with friends, you know, that they certainly take a lot of poetic license with how much it costs to live in New York. But um, yeah, it's just I, I see her differently now. And it's 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 interesting to come from that perspective and, and watch it again. So it's like Bob and I are trying to figure out what light show are we going to watch? And like one of them that we also enjoyed. Did you ever watch Girls? Oh, yeah. So yeah. we also like girls, although that's not quite as light because, oh, my God, the sex in that show is so yeah. fucking real. It's like <laughs> dirty sex. You know, it's like real dirty, down and dirty sex with and it's not pretty and it's not good lighting. It, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've seen all those. Yeah. But it is realistic, <laughs> you know, and then there was that. I don't know if you can remember. There was that one episode where Adam Driver. Uh, was very aggressive sexually with that girl. I won't get into yeah. it, but it was very difficult to watch. It was very difficult, and I, I, I was very angry. That's actually the scene that came to my mind when you said it. As it was that really, scene, yeah. it was really, really It was bad. It was yeah. bad. But then, of course, there was the one with, is her name Marnie? Is that the name on her show? Where her where that guy was, like, eating her butt? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and I remember they were talking about it online when it was happening, and I did not watch the show. 
And Bob kept telling me when we got together, he's like, oh, I think you might like girls. And I'm like, no, I don't like Leah Dunham. And, um, and I'm not the biggest fan of Leah Dunham, but Lena Dunham. But I got to say, I really like the show. I think it's funny. And I, I got to give her all the credit for going out there with her body. I had read something that it wasn't so easy for her. And, you know, one might assume she did a whole fucking episode in a string bikini. And it just it, it's it's glorious because it's like even though it scared her or or it made her feel uncomfortable, she did it anyway. And mm-hmm. it just God, what a difference that makes when, you know, I mean, all I'll say is, you know, Liv Tyler and I have a similar build and she's in the movie. Oh, I can't remember the name. It's, it's a scary movie where her maybe you'll know the name. Her and her boyfriend are in this house and then they, they hear the knock on the door. And do you know what I'm talking about? And then um, they ne- like wh- I don't know. It's people who have shit over their heads are outside, and they can oh, see them. Oh, I, I know what you're talking it's about. It's a I've scary movie. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and it's like I would see that movie, and I think she's so pretty. And like I said, her body is like mine. And so when I watch it, I feel better about myself because I I see myself. You know, it's like oh, I I, I look like that. And it makes, as opposed to, you know, and I'm not trying to bag on Michelle Pfeiffer because there's a place for everyone here. But when I see Michelle Pfeiffer, it's like, I don't look anything like that. I don't look, I mean, I'm not talking about her face. I'm talking about her body because it's so tiny. It's so teeny. (laughs) It's like, I'm not. Well, that's why representation matters across the board. Yes. Like, yeah. It makes people (laughs) feel seen and feel like they're part of a greater society. Yes. And not only that, like when I finish, you know, like I I look at her and I think, wow, she's so beautiful. I just think she's so pretty. Not that that's important, but it, you know, I think that when I look at Liv Tyler, because she is. And, you know, and then I see that she has a body like mine and then I don't feel as ugly because it's like, and people might say to me, oh, you're just searching for compliments. No, I'm not. Because if I say I feel ugly and you tell me I'm pretty, I don't, I'm not like, oh, thank you. I still feel ugly. You know, it's like I still battle with all that shit. I, I've always battled with my physical appearance, and I, I hope that I can get better at it. And as, as I age, it gets a little bit easier because I realize, all right, well, now that I'm going to be 55, I mean, there, it's like the jig is up. You know, the youth is <laughs> up. So um, I, I'm not worried about having that youthful thing anymore. I mean, I still want to look nice for my, you know, whatever age I'm at, but it's not about looking young or being hot anymore. Now it's, it's totally different. So on one, on one hand it's hard. And then on the other hand, it's kind of a relief. Cause it's like, whatever, I don't care. I used to care so much and I care now, but I care less. <laughs> I had a conversation with my wife the other day. When I, when we first started dating, we were in our early twenties and I would wear this like halter top and it was really pretty and it was really cute. And I was like, Oh, imagine like, I wish I, and I was like, pardon me. It's like, oh, I wish I still fit into that. Cause I'm a lot, um, larger than I was back then not, yeah. not like big but I was right. a lot bigger than I was then and it was just funny though because I then I, I look at her and I go if I were to still wear that top even if I had the same body type I would be like 42 year old woman wearing that top mm-hmm. that would not even look appropriate because it looks like <laughs> that is not like there is something to like you don't have to dress like like an old lady no but there is there is dressing for your age and what makes you look nice yes you know at your at your age yeah what's flattering on you because what's yeah. flattering on you at 25 is not necessarily going to be flattering on you when you're in your 50s or 40s even and you know I was just saying this on my patrons only show it's like okay this is the time of year Oh, and, and we're almost at an hour, so I lied. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, this is a time of year when I go into the stores and I see all the pretty dresses 
and you know like the the summer dresses the showing your skin and all that and actually this year there were a lot of styles that reminded me of my youth that I saw in the 90s but it's funny because even in the 90s I couldn't it wasn't all flattering for me just because I have very I'm bigger so like for me I can't wear uh anything that's I either have to wear a scoop neck or a v-neck because if it's too close, like if it goes up too far, I look like my shoulders are so big, I look like a linebacker. It's not about looking <laughs> fat. It's just, it just doesn't look flattering. And so it's like, I have broad uh, shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like when I go see these dresses and they're so pretty and everything, I get this total desire, like, oh my God. And at this point, I don't, I wouldn't wear most of them um, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't look right on a 50 something, even, even a young looking 50 something woman, it's not the age appropriate. And, and the meaning is because it's not flattering. <laughs> it's like your body yeah. is different. It's, like accepts, it's like, it's you just, we don't have to all wear the same things and we would look ridiculous anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know, I wear what makes me feel good on a particular day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I'm at. And like, if it makes me feel good, that's really all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, this I guess I'm going to wrap it up here because, you know, if this is when I come alive talking about any like I'm kind of at the place right now where talking about politics is so stressful and I don't know where we're going to go. I'm grateful that we've got what we've got right now and I'm grateful the Republicans didn't take over everything in November. But it's, you know, just focusing on them. I just want Trump to get indicted. I want that ball that ball to start rolling. Um, but, you know, talking about all this stuff is just so much more fun. <laughs> so. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> but as usual, it's always wonderful to have you here. And before I let you go, tell everyone where to find you. You can find me on social media um, at Sarah Wood Writer, S-A-R-A-H-W-O-O-D, and writer like writing things down. Or you can find me, uh, well, find the organization I work for um, at Vote Vets. Um, doing great things for veterans every day. Yes, please follow both Sarah and Vote Bets. And then, of course, uh, oh, wait, Sarah, are you on Spoutable? I am on Spoutable, and I met Sarah Wood. I got in before I needed a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, uh, did I follow you? I don't think so. No, I'm, I, I don't poke so much over there when I need to. Right. Well, you know what's going to happen is he's going to get the app. He's going to make that available. I think more people are going to come over. And then if, if he takes the legacy blue checks away, um, I think a lot of people are going to come over. So please send me your, um, you know, URL to your feed. I want to follow you if I haven't, because I don't remember following you. And then, of course, I'm Kimberly Johnson at Spoutable. This is just my name, L-E-Y, and then author Kimberly on Twitter. My books are on Amazon. And big hug, Sarah. You know, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, you will. <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.